Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to the show. Today, I have a guest with me named Mr. Andrew Horn. Andrew is the founder CEO of Tribute.co. They have a really unique, really cool business model. So Andrew, welcome to the show, brother. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Thanks so much for having me today. Awesome, man. So give us give us a little background. Tell us about you know Tribute. Tell us what you guys do and how you got started in it. Yeah, so the, the easiest way to explain tribute is just to start with a very quick backstory of how it all began. And so on my 27th birthday, I told my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, that I just wanted to have a really relaxed night, didn't really want to do a whole lot. So we went out to dinner, we came back to our house, I swing the door open. And then I looked down and I see like 20 pairs of shoes on the ground that I didn't recognize. And I was like, what's going on? And then she counts down three, two, one. And all my friends pop out of closets in the bathroom and behind counters. And she threw the surprise party for me. And so we were having a, a fun time. And then about halfway through the party, she's like, all right, everyone in the, in the living room. So she gathers us in there. We had this like projection screen. So she kind of like preps something up on the, on the screen. And I'm like, what's, what's happening? She hits play. And then what I would go to find out is that uh, over the past month, my girlfriend had been reaching out to all of my friends and family members and asking them to submit a one minute video telling me why they love me. And so I sat there and it's my dad who's, yeah, I know my dad loves me, but he doesn't say those words that often. And so he's telling me how much he loves me. It means a lot. And then it's my mom who I just helped her to launch her business. And she's talking about how amazing it was to work with me and how proud of me she is. And then the third one was my friend, Matt who had become my best friend in New York City where I just moved. But he said in the video, I just wanna let you know you're my best friend, which is a rare thing for a, a grown man to have the experience of like getting a new best friend. And in that moment, I just started to cry. I was so overwhelmed with the emotion of this experience and that carried on for 20 minutes. And when we came out of it, I just looked at my girlfriend, Mickey. I said, this is the best gift I've ever received in my life. How'd you do this? And she looks back at me without blinking an eye. And she just says, well, it really sucked. It took me like 15 hours. I had to email these people hundreds of times. And so um, immediately I walked in the other room and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever experienced. Like, shouldn't be this hard to do this. And so within five minutes, I was like, well, this is a tribute video. And I want to build a company that makes this easy because there was nothing else in the market. Uh, found my technical co-founder within a month. And then within a year, we had built Tribute, which now automates that entire process. So it makes it easy to invite your friends, automatically reminds them, collects the videos and stitches them together in a beautiful video montage that you can give to anyone on a special occasion, whether that's a birthday, wedding, graduation. And so we started doing that just as a consumer business. And then as we started to grow, realized that there was such a need for these types of videos within the corporate context in the realm of employee engagement, 
whether that's a new employee that's coming onto a team, you want to welcome them, let them know who everyone is. Employee recognition, you've got people celebrating 5, 10, 15, 20 year anniversaries. How do you show them that you appreciate them? Or just on the marketing front of just, you know, nonprofits or people that want to collect content from the people that they're impacting. And so a uh, journey that started in 2017 has just exploded, especially through COVID. And uh, this past year, we sent our, our 5 millionth tribute. So it's been so fun to, to build a platform that really stands for creating the context for meaningful communication. How do we share the appreciation and the gratitude that fundamentally connects us deeper in the relationships that matter to us? Wow. That's an incredible story, man. So you literally decided that day you were going to start this business. I've, I've always thought as that was, this was my third company. And I've always thought that uh, the best reason to, to start a company is because there is a problem that is relevant to you that you'd like to solve. And for me, I thought, well, this just impacted me so positively. And what's the problem? It takes 15 hours to do it. So that's the reason that most people aren't actually receiving this incredible experience is simply because it's too hard or it's too much of a, a technical wall to climb. And so if I could remove that barrier, could we help more people to do it? And fundamentally, we have. Not only have we done 5 million, but we've spawned an entire industry where it's, you know, now we have four or five competitors who are doing this. So it's, uh, um, so yeah, that's, I knew immediately this was something that I wanted to share with the world because I had been so impacted by it personally. And, and so what were you doing at the time, uh, Andrew, when, when you decided to do that? Yeah, so I'm a non I'm a nonprofit guy through and through. I, I realized early in my life I was promoting in nightclubs and partying and doing the bachelor thing through college, and got to 21 and realized that I was really unhappy and unfulfilled, and that I was living an exciting life, but really had no sense of purpose or self worth doing all that. And so um, I had meaningful experiences in the realm of adaptive athletics, just as a volunteer helping kids with disabilities to play sports. And kind of in a time where I just had no direction, my dad asked me a question about like, what, what, what's the last thing you've done that you're proud of? And without even thinking about it, I was like, oh, it's like the, the time I spent helping these kids with disabilities. Wow. Do more of that. And in a time where I had no clarity, there was like this embodied knowing of, well, I feel good about myself when I'm helping others in this way. So why wouldn't you just do more of that if the goal is that you actually want to feel good about yourself? And so I started doing more volunteering, ultimately ended up starting a, a nonprofit, helping young people with disabilities in DC, created one of the first models, leveraging the resources of pro teams to amplify the resources that are available to young people with disabilities in the DC metro area. And so uh, that was Dreams for Kids, did that for a long time, uh, then started to get more excited about technology, created a platform called Ability List that basically was more focused on resource sharing. How do we amplify the availability of what, what can help young people with disabilities to integrate more deeply in their communities? And so that is what I was spending most of my time on. And in that entire process, um, I started to get more interested in the realm of coaching and interpersonal dynamics. And so I, I did a lot of uh, training and work to really help myself understand, like, what are the tools and techniques of effective communication so I could help other people to uh, to do that uh, for their businesses, for their relationships, and started to do a lot more kind of one-on-one -on -one and, and corporate coaching in that arena as well. That's awesome, man. So did you have to give up your... Um you know, everything else you were doing to start this business or, or you, or did you have it yeah. going where you could keep it going? 
Yeah, I, I realized with tribute that it felt like the not only the opportunity, but the connection to to my own purpose was so clear that I decided to step away from I had two co-founders, luckily, with with ability list. And so I, I made the decision to step away from that and uh, and also move into tribute full time. So um, at the time, it really did just feel like it deserved all my focus. And we were fortunate to be able to raise some money to, to get that going. And um, it was not easy. To, to get to this point. I think that number one imperative of startup world is stay alive. And uh, to stay alive was not easy. You know, we had raised capital, we were always making money for the company, but uh, my situation from the time of being uh, 27 and single to the point of being 31 and married and having a kid on the way, the amount of money that I needed to survive in New York City fundamentally shifts. And so, I started to realize that the way that the company was going, which was largely flat and growing marginally, just wasn't going to be able to sustain the life that I, I needed to live. And the same was for my co-founder. So we started, I started executive coaching and, and leading retreats full-time. My, my co-founder started working at Google full-time. And then it was, uh, again, staying alive, working towards the next product launch. March 2020 comes around. The world shuts down. No one can celebrate birthdays. All your weddings are canceled. There's no graduations. And so how the world's going to celebrate the people they care about, uh, tribute. And so we went from a five-person company in March of 2020 to having over 100 full-time employees and contractors by the end of July. And, you know, we just were Inc. 500, number 256 this past year. And so it, uh, it was a long journey, but now, you know, the business has really stabilized in this incredible place that we always knew it could get to, but it was not an overnight success by any means. That's an incredible story, man. And, you know, I have a similar story that I was at CPA, you know, climbing the corporate ladder with a big firm and, you know, find, it, you know, made that decision to stop that, give up the income, give up the security to start my own business. Do you, what do you think it is uh, that allowed, because, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are out there, they, they get hit like you did. This is it for me. Uh, but I've got this stable job. I've got, you know, the money come in. I've got the bills. Do you think it's courage? Do you think it's making a decision? What do you, how do you, how are you able to make that, yeah. that decision? You know, for me, it's, it's very clear. I've always, uh, I, I used to speak a lot at uh, colleges and universities about really how to find your purpose, how to select a career path that's going to be ultimately rewarding and fulfilling for you. And what I would always say to people is you are not what you do. You are what you do with your free time. You are not what you do. You are what you do with your free time. And I don't care what your job is, but no matter how hard you're working, no matter like what your family situation is, you are going to have some free time. And what do you do with that free time? And if you're allocating that to browsing Instagram or Netflix or whatever it is, um, it's just a matter of doing it and going. It doesn't matter how fast. It just matters that you are allocating that additional energy, those additional resources that you have of time uh, to the thing that really matters to you. And the there there will be a moment in a lot of people's lives where they get to the point of saying, okay, like, can I actually sustain my life and honor my responsibilities to, to family? Um, to go full time. And then there's a little bit of courage there. But for those people who are kind of on the cuff right now, like, how can I do this? I think it's, again, it's just looking at your free time 
And what are you doing with your free time? Of like, I'm I'm running full time right now in tribute, but also I have some free time. What am I going to do with that? What else do I want to do? Right? Is it writing? Which it is. Like, so I I write a book in my free time, right? Because that's my passion. That's what I'm not. That's how I'm not defined professionally. But uh, we all have some of that free time. We can do some of it. And then if you can get it to the point where you actually have that paradox of can I do this? full time to sustain myself, then there's a little bit of courage, you know, and, and like I said, all the most successful entrepreneurs that I've met have had those failures, right, of, of not doing it and coming back. And it is definitely a part of it. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right, brother. We have so much time. We waste so much time, especially with social media. You know, I know for me, it was I got interviewed by a local newspaper, you know, shortly after I started my first opened my first studio. And she asked me, were you scared to leave your your job. And I said, I was, but I was more scared of being on my deathbed and wondering what if, you yeah. know, and, and not living that purpose, you know, like you said, but, you know, I was, you know, I was young, uh, younger. I was in my twenties. I had no family. I had some money saved up. So it was a risk, but it wasn't a huge risk. Like it would be now having three kids, you know, having all the responsibilities, but for someone, you know, a lot of people think, Oh, I got to just make, make that clean cut. But no, if you take and even as little as an hour a night, but consistently you start to build a business and it starts to work, you know, you can get up and, and see that it's working, get to where you, you know, replace your full-time income consistently for a yeah. period of time. And then you can make that leap. So anybody can make that, that leap if they're committed to it. Um, can I say, so what, can I say one, one thing on that as well? I think yeah, that a helpful piece of context here of like, for me, you know, like I, I grew up in an apartment building. I didn't have a lot. My dad drove a 1992 Mercury stable staging wagon until I was 25, right? It's like, um, and I was, I was happy, super happy. Didn't just didn't have a lot. And so what I would say is that for those people who do have those responsibilities of providing for family members and kids, um, a lot of times I, I hear the, the adage, um, raise your kids so they can be better than you. And I think that in a way that's kind of a cop-out. I like to think about it as live your life to create space for what is possible for your kids. And so it's the idea of like, do you want your, your kid to be able to grow up and do what he loves and leap for that? And if we don't do that, if we don't risk some material success and stability for doing what we love, for creating in the world, like whatever that might be, I don't think that we're we're showing our our kids that that's possible. And so I think that a lot of this just really comes down to priorities. And like I think that freedom, the ability to contribute, the the resources, and especially the time that we have in this life to the things that matter to us are going to be so important than almost any kind of material stability that we can provide. Um, and so I, I really do feel strongly about that, that like, what, what, what kind of life do we want to show our kids as possible? Andrew, I'm so glad you said that. I could not agree a million percent more, brother. I think it's so common is we want to make a great life for our kids. So, so many people work to make money, want to make their kids life easier and focus on, you know, being their coaches and sports. There's nothing wrong with that, but then just go, I was talking to you know, a guy the other day. He's like, I just have a job that pays good. I get, you know, lots of vacation. I can coach all my kids sports. Um, but, you know, but to me, it's like the biggest influence we're going to make on our kids is when they, if they see dad going for his dreams, achieving, they, they copy what we do. 
not not what we say. So I couldn't agree a, a million percent more on that. I appreciate you sharing that. They're because I'm a you know I'm a dad and I I fail all the time, man. I'm I'm learning. I'm figuring out. I know I do a lot of things wrong, but that's one thing I I tell myself and I think I do right is that I'm trying to live my life in a way where I'm setting a good example, you know, for them in, in different areas because I know that uh, at least some of that, if not a lot of that's going to rub off. Yeah. So <clears throat> what are three um, success habits that you have, Andrew? Um, well, first, let me ask this question. What do you think is more important, motivation or habits? Hmm. Uh, I think that, like, uh, I look back to Stephen Covey quote of, you are not what you do, you are what you do consistently. And so I think that uh, having the intentionality and the ritual is so important for fostering um, like the, those type of repetitive actions that ultimately build our identity. And so um, I would say that our, what is more important? I'm, I wanna not cop out because they are so important. So it's an interesting question. What is more important, habits or motivation? You know what, I'm gonna say uh, motivation first is to focus on that because I think of motivation as a, as kind of a, a finite in a way, like resource and it's like a muscle. And if we're forcing ourselves to get motivated um, all the time, I think that we run out of that. And so what I think is so important when we think about motivation is to understand the, the why of what it is that we are creating. And for me, like I believe that purpose is the most sustainable source of motivation on the planet, of understanding how our efforts are directly contributing to the betterment of something or someone other than the self. Like that type of transcendence, um, that type of focus on service, for me personally, is the most sustainable source of motivation. And it gives me, uh, it gives me a deeper well of motivation to act and to really be in the world. And so I think that it really does start with start with that, like how much energy do you have? And then I, I look at habits as really the, the force multiplier of like with that energy, where am I going to apply it? And the way that I think about habits is really, again, about rituals. What do you do consistently? And by defining like, what are those things that you do consistently, you remove the amount of mental processing power that is required to go through your day because you just know that you are going to do those specific things. But I, I would say that I think starting with that, uh, that motivation and understanding like how you are building that muscle is probably a great place to start. Awesome. I, I agree with your why, you know, I tell my clients to come to me to, you know, lose 30, 40, 50 pounds, transform their bodies. I was like, look, I can give you the habits. I can give you the technique. I can give you some accountability, but you've got to have that strong connection. Why? Cause getting up, you know, working out, eating, you know, not eating everything you want. And it, it's, it's not natural. It's not easy if you just look at it as individual tasks. So what are, what are two other um, things you do to, I mean, you're a, you're a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. You're a dad, you're a husband. I mean, you, you've, you've got um, a lot of great things going for you. I can tell you're a happy guy who's got, you know, peace in his life. I can just feel it. What are, what are, what are a couple of habits that you do to stay motivated or just to be able to be successful, not only in your business, but, you know, as a, as a father, as a husband, as a man. Yeah, totally. And, and I'll, I'll close that last question about habits as well as 
Um, probably one of the, I think the best books that's been written in, in recent memory is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And in that book, he talks about something called the identity model of change, which is just again to that. It's basically that um, like we will revert to the behaviors that we associate with who we think we are. So that ultimately like what we do, it's not about like thinking, but it's who do we think we are? And if I think that I'm a, an overweight person who's a slob, who's lazy, your behaviors over time, it doesn't matter how much willpower you have, you will revert to the behaviors that go there. And so what's really important is looking at the identity of who I think I am, what are my values? And when we're able to really connect with that deeper sense of the authentic self, our value, our behavior will start to morph and form. It'll be easier to take the behaviors that associate with that person. So it's a really valuable thing to look at there, the identity model of change. And I'll move on to the next two things that I think really transform my ability to live a happy and hopefully impactful life. Um, second is really around gratitude. And this, again, like where's our energy to, to act, to create it, um, like fundamentally, uh, there's, there's research that shows that simply writing down in the morning three things you're grateful for, three things you're looking forward to over 30 days can increase your subjective well-being 5%. So basically, like you can have a 5% increase in subjective well-being simply by talking about what it is that you're grateful for, what it is that you're looking forward to. And for context, um, you would need to double your salary your annual salary to have a similar increase in your subjective well-being. So like for those of you who are listening, what sounds easier? Taking 30 seconds to be grateful in the morning for 30 days or doubling your salary, right? Like which one of those is more accessible to us? And so for me, I just think that um, the active practice of gratitude is one of the most accessible and scientifically effective ways to boost our subjective well-being. And for me, living a good life and enjoying it is one of the most important things to me, even before impact and service and so many other things of, I really just want to enjoy my life. I'm grateful that I have one. And what, how do I enjoy that? And for me, gratitude is, is absolutely one of the most essential practices for doing that. Also, one of the easiest ways to, to amplify and magnify the, 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 the incredible life that we've been given is to create great relationships. And not only gratitude that we're like, what are we grateful for? What are we looking forward to? But who we're grateful for and being really conscious of how and why we appreciate people and sharing that. I'm fortunate I get to do that for a living and for millions of users, but it is one of the most practical ways to not only express and feel gratitude, but also sharing our gratitude with other people is one of the most effective ways to build meaningful relationships, which has, again, like a very well-researched and scientific backbone to show us that it makes us happier. So, so gratitude is, is for sure uh, one of those practices that, that I would say like fundamentally improves my life more than just about anything that I do. Um, so that would be the second. And you want to add anything there? Or can I go on to number three? Well, I think that's awesome. I've been doing exactly, I've been writing down and, and speaking out the three things of gratitude, you know, for, for years and years and years. And you're right, it makes a tremendous difference. And, you know, the, the doubling this, I've never heard that study that's interesting, the doubling the salary. I would, I would think and can think of examples where people can double, triple their salaries and they're still unhappy, right? Whereas if you're grateful, you know, Tony Robbins taught me a long time ago, you can't be fearful and grateful at the same time. So if you just make sure you're grateful, you know, you're, you're going to be uh, you know, naturally in a happy state, you're going to attract more good things. So yeah, let's, let's hear number three, brother. Yeah. So number three is to 
get help is I think that I, I am in the world of, of coaching and facilitation. I, I lead men's retreats through this, this group I started called the Junto. And I'm fortunate to coach a pretty select group of, of high impact entrepreneurs. And even for me, um, so many people that I see who are high achieving in the world and who invest so heavily to make more money, to increase their impact, to make their employees happier, more effective, um, when it comes to their personal well-being, when it comes to their romantic relationships, they are so adept at finding the most skilled people on the planet to make them better, but they focus on that so externally. And it makes no sense to me for those people who are so good at that, that navigating the internal world, unearthing our internal power, our ability to be, feel, communicate as our authentic selves and with the people that we care about is a, a wild landscape and is complex. And that there are people who are so good at it, whether that's through individual coaching, whether that is through trainings, like things that are so uh, helpful to help us mine our experience, to help us understand our inner landscape, who we are, what we want in the world. And so for me, getting help to go in, to understand who I am, what's important to me. I'm, I'm in a 10 year, expansive, wild, challenging, love-filled relationship with my wife. And again, as we have so much help and I like I, because we invest there and it's something that's so important to me. And so I would say that number three is, is that um, if you have not invested formally really into the internal journey, um, like why not? I just think that we're so resistant to doing that. And um, it, for me, it just, it, it unlocks so much of the fullness of, of life and my own ability to be of service and to, to impact others. And so I think that just being really intentional about how we seek help and guidance from people who are experts in the internal journey and not just in the external world. Awesome, man. And, you, and you're talking, just to clarify, you're talking about getting, getting coaching, getting consulting on your, your inner game. Yeah, getting getting coaching, going to retreats, go to Hoffman, go to Landmark, go to MIT, like look at all these people, go do a silent meditation for 10 days that costs you no money. It's like there are so many things that are there and just like one of those experiences just like rips off the bandaid of how quickly we can accelerate and amplify our own enjoyment and understanding of life and what we want from it. And so like that's just one of the, the most tangible things that I, I could offer there. Love it, Andrew. Dude, you've added a ton, ton of value today. So I wish we had another 30 minutes, but tell the audience where um, where they can find you, find more uh, about Tribute. Totally. So I am at uh, tribute.co. Uh, so we're running some very cool specials for Mother's Day, Father's Day, and graduation right now. So head over there and give someone that you care about the most meaningful gift on earth. And then if you want to connect with me for, for speaking or retreats or anything we have there, uh, my website is just ITS, it's, and then my name, Andrew Horn at gmail.com. I'm it's Andrew Horn on all the socials as well. Uh, come on over there. I'm always writing and tinkering and uh, coming up with uh, fun ways to to live a big life and enjoy more of it and help people. Love it, man. I appreciate you so much. I'm definitely going to be uh, using your services. I, I can't think of a better gift and uh, appreciate you so much. I know you guys love the show today. Be sure to share it out so we can get Andrew's mission, his company out uh, to more people so that we, they can create an incredible impact, giving them truly the best gift. Thank you guys. Be awesome.
Rush Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit rushyeager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag Becoming Titans. I love seeing you guys' posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to RussJager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.